Hallelujah. Amen. We've been talking about wisdom, isn't it? Yes. Wisdom, knowledge, and grace shall be the stability of our times. Last week, we were looking at the characteristics of wisdom. How many remember? Oh, how many remember? And we took our key test from James chapter number 3. We said wisdom was humble. The characteristic of godly wisdom is humble, isn't it? Humility, meekness, gentleness. How many remember? Considerate. Amen. Peace-loving. Merciful. Sincere. Impartial. Hallelujah. Oh, I say hallelujah. Can you hear me at all? Okay. Am I loud? Because I can't hear myself from here. All right. Today, I want us to go ahead and look at the benefits of godly wisdom. The benefits of godly wisdom. Hallelujah. Godly wisdom has benefits. Amen. First Corinthians chapter number two. We are going to read from verse number six all the way to eight. First Corinthians chapter number two and from verse number six to verse number eight. Or if you like, let's go into ten, all the way to ten. Is that all right? First Corinthians two, six to eight. However, we speak wisdom among those who are mature. Not yet not the wisdom of this age nor of the rulers of this age who are coming to nothing. But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. The wisdom, the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the ages for our glory. Which none of the rulers of this age knew for had they known they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. But as it is written, I has not seen nor ear heard, nor has it entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. But God, somebody say, but God. But God has revealed them to us through, the, through his spirit. For the spirit searches or searches all things. Yes, the deep things of God. Hallelujah. Let's read verse 10 together. Ready, go. But God has revealed them to us through his spirit. For the spirit searches all things. Yes, the deep things of God. Hallelujah. You know, when you, we read that scripture, it says that, however, we speak the wisdom among those who are mature. It means that that wisdom cannot be comprehended by those who are spiritual babies, those who are yet in nappies, those who are not, who haven't started chewing spiritual bones, spiritual meat. Hallelujah. Uh, you have to be matured. And then it goes on to say that it is not the wisdom of this age, nor is it which, the wisdom of this age which comes to nothing. But we speak the wisdom of God 
which is a mystery, hidden wisdom that comes only from God. My question to you is that what was this mysterious wisdom that even the rulers, when the, the Bible, the rulers there that the Bible is talking about, it is not just kings and priests. It's not talking about like the, 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 the monarchs or something. But the rulers there is talking about spiritual hosts of wickedness, principalities. You remember that the Daniel was talking about the prince of Persia? See, that prince is supposed to rule. It's a spiritual entity that rules a certain realm. Amen. So he's, talking, he's saying that the spiritual host could not comprehend it. This was a hidden wisdom which God used. Somebody say God's master plan. Which means that God had devised a certain wisdom that was going to bring to accomplishment the thing that he has decided to do. Mm-hmm. Amen. God will get what he wants to, do, to be done, done. That's right. He will do it in his way. It is not the way of the world. It is not how we expect it to be done. But it is going to be how he wants it done. At the end of the, the thing, we will look and say, wow, he outwitted everybody. Yes. It is mysterious. When they say somebody, something is mysterious, what do we mean? It means it is not easy to comprehend. It's unfathomable. You cannot fathom it. Amen. You cannot comprehend it. You cannot understand it. But it's like when it's done, you will get it. Can I tell you the, the, the mystery of the hidden wisdom of God? See, the mystery of the hidden wisdom of God was essentially this. Man had sinned and come short of the glory of God. Through the sin and disobedience of Adam, all has sinned. Amen. And God said, okay, if all have sinned, God has to make a way to reconcile man back to himself. And how was God going to reconcile man back to himself? Was he going to use angels? We know that the entry point of the earth is through the womb of a woman. So it means that anything coming to the earth, coming to the world, has to come through the womb. So it would have been illegal if God had come in the form of the spirit to come and save mankind. Are you with me? And if he was going to save human beings, you cannot save human beings unless you are a human yourself. Are you with me? And if he was going to come and save human beings, then he had to come as a human being who is sinless. Because if you are in the same sin, you cannot rescue somebody who is in sin. If you are in prison, you cannot free somebody who is in prison. Are, are you with me? Which means that you have to be free to set the person who is bound free. So he had to come as a man without sin so that he can pay the ultimate price of death. And through his death, he will conquer death, which was the price and the penalty of sin. And 
hell, which was, or hell, the grave, which was the sentence of sin. For God said to Adam, in the day that you eat of this fruit, you shall surely die. Are you with me? So that was, that is what introduced death. Am I making sense? It it, it introduced death. Sin introduced death. And the penalty of sin, you see, sin is the breaking of a law. Am I making sense? Sin breaks the law. And the law has a punishment, a sentence. And the sentence has to be served somewhere. I don't know. The way you are looking at me, I'm not sure whether you understand where I'm coming from. Hello? Can I, can I say it again? If you break the law, you see, you will never ever be guilty unless there is a law. Without a law, there is no sin. Am I, am I talking to somebody? So when there is a law, and the law says that do not eat, do not break the traffic lights. When it's red, stop. When it's green, go. If you break that traffic light, you are liable for prosecution. And the prosecution is a fine which you have to pay. If you don't pay, you'll be prosecuted. Uh, uh, no, the p- payment is a prosecution. Uh, are you getting it? So if there is no law, then going through the red lights there's nothing. There's nothing wrong. There's no. Do you there are some parts of the world the law doesn't work. So when you go through the traffic lights, it's fine. The policeman will be standing there, and you go through it, and it's okay. But in other parts of the world, the law works, and the police don't have to be there. The camera is there, and when you go through it, the camera will tell you that you are breaking the law. You drive, your, your, your tie has to go through, a, past a certain white line. And they say you've gone through the ballast lane. You have to pay. Uh, am, I, am I talking to somebody? It, 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 it's, it's because of the law, that is why there is a penalty. So God said, in the day that you eat of this fruit, you shall die. And when Adam ate, the fruit in that day he died even though he was alive he introduced death and death took man to hell which was the place to serve the sentence for death so if God was to be made flesh and come to the earth to stay on the earth then he has to be able to take away the penalty and the place of sentence. Place of sentence. Are, you, are you understanding what I'm saying? So the penalty is death. The place of sentence is hell. He has to go and uh, 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 the Bible says, he led the captivity captive. He that descended, who is he? But the same that ascended. And when he ascended, he ascended with all the gifts. Because he went down to the lower parts of the earth. He, he died. He went to hell. When he got to hell, there was confusion in hell. Because the prince of life had come to hell. And he took the keys of death and hell. This was the wisdom, the the strategy that God had. 
Are you with me? Listen, brothers and sisters, God has strategies. And you see, the wisdom of God is buying into the mind of God. Buying into the things that God will do. Am I talking to somebody? That God, you see, sometimes God will give you one thing. One wisdom. And that will cut 10 years of struggle of your life. Sometimes, you see, you are struggling. So one thing God will tell you, when you do it, that's, that's the end of you. Amen. Amen. So, Satan did not understand this. He knew by uh, the coming of the angels, angel Gabriel to Mary, that something was amiss. Read, read Matthew 1 with me. Matthew 1. Matthew 1. Are you following so far? Are you enjoying it? Um, I'm not sure. The people are quiet today, so I'm wondering. Amen. M- Matthew 1 20. But while he thought about these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary, your wife, for that which is conceived in a womb of her is of the Holy Spirit. Can you see that? And she will bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from sins. So, that, so all this was done that it might fulfill that which was spoken of the Lord through the prophet, saying, Behold, a virgin shall be with child and bear a son, and they shall call him. His name, Emmanuel, which is translated God with us. Hallelujah. So God came in the form of a child. Amen. Philippians 2.6. Philippians 2.6 says that who being in the form of God did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a born servant and coming in the likeness of men. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death and even the death of the cross. Amen. So the plan of salvation was man, God becoming a man and dying. Amen. And through his death and resurrection, the price of sin is paid. In John chapter 3 verse 17, the Bible says, For God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. Am I talking to somebody? So the plan of salvation was mysterious. So Satan started to kill all the babies because he couldn't identify the the, the child that was God in the form of of a human being. Brothers and sisters, Satan doesn't know God's plan for your life. Sometimes we broadcast what God wants to do to Satan. Oh, I don't know whether you understood what I'm saying. Sometimes it is you that gives Satan the plan that God wants, God has said concerning your life. Learn to be quiet. I say learn to be quiet. You see, Satan doesn't know what you are thinking. He knows what you say. I don't know whether, whether you understand what I'm saying. 
And because he's been around for a very long time, he, 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 he just, you see, when they say with the ancient is, is wisdom, it's because when the, you are old, you can tell. Can you not tell when a girl sees a boy? What? No, no, when a girl sees a boy and it's like a boy is showing interest, you see some, there's a certain glow. They don't have to say anything. You just know. Are you with me? They, I mean, like my mom, when you go and you, you become pregnant, even one week, she'll tell you you're pregnant. She looks at you, you're pregnant. She'll tell you one week. Yeah. After giving birth to eight children, you know. Am I talking to somebody? Yeah, yeah, yeah you can tell. You, you see, you, 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 if you are not experienced, if you are not experienced, you won't be able to tell. So it says Satan uses experience. The Bible says he uses tricks and wiles. There's the wiles and tricks of the devil. He's been around, so he has a certain, you know, knack to understand. But you see, when you keep quiet, he doesn't know what you are thinking. Are you three? The Bible says, and Mary hid all these things in her heart. She didn't go about talking, talking, talking like some of us talk. Because if she went about talking, 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 it would have exposed who Jesus was. But Mary had hid these things in her heart. Learn to hide some things in your heart. Learn to hide what God is doing in your heart. Hallelujah. Don't expose everything God is doing. Because it's mystery. The wisdom of God is mysterious. Satan doesn't know it. Some things must be mystery, mysterious. Your source of power must be mysterious. Something, shut up. Hey! The woman is there. See, Delilah represents Satan. And something represents you and I. Satan wants to know the source of your strength. Come lie on his the source of so he said, come and lie on my lap. Oh, oh, be careful. Oh, and then you are talking. No, shoot. Man's not hot. Hallelujah. Learn to be quiet. It's not every time you go blabbing. Every time I'm doing vlogging and I'm putting all my plans and everything on internet, all my plans on Instagram, all my plans on uh, uh, social media. Listen, you are exposing yourself. Oh, I don't know whether you understand what I'm saying, but you're exposing something that God is God wants to do. Delilah is there. It's not everything you must expose. Become mysterious. In it. Your whole life is on Facebook. Went to dinner. Uh, Slippery Sam is interested. Big Bobo is also interested. Went to watch movie with Big Bobo. In a relationship. Out of a relationship. Complicated. Listen. Be quiet. Ah. You see, and then after a while, you become frustrated because things are blocked by Satan and you don't know what to do. And you say, Satan is after me. Satan is, you have advertised yourself. Why would he not be after you? Bible says he is walking to and fro, seeking who he may devour, which means that he cannot devour everybody. It is those who advertise themselves are those who he can devour. If you don't advertise yourself, 
he can't devour you. Hallelujah. Amen. Have you learned some wisdom? Yes. Yeah. It is very beneficial to be wise. It is. To use the wisdom of God. I'm not talking about cleverness. I'm talking about, I think last week I did the difference between cleverness and, and the wisdom of God. We don't talk about the wealth system. But have the mind of God. The mind of God can be seen in the word of God. When God brought uh, uh, his plan, even Zechariah, the prophet, when he wanted to open his mouth, shut Make him not able to talk again. So that when the thing happens, when the baby is born, they'll ask you the name. And then you can say his name is John. Then you can talk. I pray that from today you'll be quiet. Oh, I say I pray that today from today you'll be quiet. Hallelujah. Do not abort your John the Baptist before time by talking. I'm going to get married. I'm going to get married. I'm going to do my size, a ring size. I'm going to do my fitting. I'm going to the next day. The guy says, I've changed my mind. And then you are depressed. You, you, you are depressed, but you advertise it on Facebook. <laughs> Trying the rings. Show us the four rings. Which one? Can I have recommendations? One carat diamond. Which one? Hey guys, this or this? Which one? Help me choose. Which of the gowns should I? Which gown? A line, straight cut, or butterfly, or flare? My experience. Uh, then, on the day that you're supposed to walk to the altar, you get there and the guy is not there. He has disconnected his phone. He has actually traveled to Australia. <laughs> how did it happen? How did it happen? I'll tell you how it happened. You advertised it. Hallelujah. Amen. Oh, you don't like the message. If you like the message, put your hands together for the Lord. Amen. We speak the mysteries of God. God decided to do something. Say, behold, I am doing a new thing. I has not seen, neither ear heard, or has it entered into the heart of man. The things that God has prepared for his sons. The things that God wants to do in your life is being prepared already. Yeah. Are you with me? I have not seen. Ear have not heard. But God is going to do it. Just be still and know that he is God. Be still. Trust in him. He will do it. Hallelujah. I say it will come to pass. Stop agitating. Stop vlogging. Video chatting. Uh, what do you call it? Uh, Facebooking. Live. Hello, guys. I want to share my thoughts and plans with you. Shut up. <laughs> Nobody's interested in your thoughts and plans. Amen. When it comes, welcome and celebrate it. Amen. But before, until then, so until by then, Amen. just be quiet. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Because they are spirits, abortionist spirits, yeah. assassination spirits, lurking in the shadows, waiting to see who they can block 
and whose uh, 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 blessing they can just steal. The thief cometh not, but for to steal, to kill, and to destroy. Amen. If you give him the opportunity, he will steal from you. So give him no place. Hallelujah. But I want to talk about the benefits of the of godly wisdom. Proverbs chapter 3. The benefits of godly wisdom. My son, do not forget my law, but let your heart keep my commandment. I, I could give you 40 benefits, but for the sake of time, can we agree that we'll do 10? Is that okay? And then leave it. We'll continue maybe next year sometime. <laughs> Hallelujah. Do we have a deal? My son, do not forget my law, but let your heart keep my commandments. For length of days and long life and peace, they will add to you. The first benefit is that godly wisdom will add long life to your life. It will prolong your life many years and bring you peace and prosperity. Hallelujah. How is it going to happen? Ephesians 6, it says that children obey your parents in the Lord. For this is right. (sighs) Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise. Hallelujah. That it may be well with you. Can you see it? And you you may have long life. You will live long on the earth. Hallelujah. Godly wisdom prolongs your life. Earthly wisdom can easily cut you short. There's a queue. There's a traffic. Everybody's in the traffic. Oh, yeah, let me do a fast one. Come, you know, from this lane and then see if I can cross. You don't know that the 16 wheeler car is coming full speed ahead. Your earthly wisdom, it mash you into bits. You're dead. Amen. Amen. Yeah. You go and say, disobey your parents. Say some things that your parent curses you. Listen. When your mother or father curses you, That's it. Do you know, you don't have any ownership. You cannot rearrange my living room chairs because they don't belong to you. Are you with me? I cannot come into your, your living room and rearrange your furniture. The one who owns the room has the right to rearrange the furniture. There's a reason why your parent gave you a name. I'll leave it there. I don't know whether you understood it. But there's a reason why they named you. You couldn't name yourself. Nobody from next door could come and name you. Do you understand? So when they bless you, you are blessed. When they curse you, you are cursed. So the advice, godly advice is that obey. Obey them. Honor them. 
You see, when you're a child, the, the, the Bible says children. Look, verse 1, what did it say? Children, children obey, your parents. obey your parents. So it is the uh, duty of a child to obey. It is the duty of an adult to honor. There are two different things. I don't know whether you understood it. When you are old, you don't obey necessarily by your honor. Are you with me? So you honor them. Yep. You honor them. You show them respect. You show them honor. Mm-hmm. Even when you don't disagree, you disagree with their, their, them, you, you honor them. Are you with me? But when you're a child, you obey. Preach, Pastor. <laughs> Hallelujah. There's a difference. Yeah. You want to get married? Oh, seek their blessing. After all, I look after myself. After all, I'm independent. Yes, we all, we all know you're independent. Stop, stop talking nonsense. We all know that. But honor them. Independent woman. Miss Independent, honor. Mister, I have my own man. Please show respect. Hallelujah. I'm a corporate man. Corporate man, corporate woman. Please honor. Because honor brings long life. Hallelujah. Amen. It didn't say that when they behave themselves, honor them. It didn't say when they, when they are good parents, honor them. It didn't say that when they do the things you like, honor them or obey them. No, no, it said that just even if there's a drunkard, <laughs> even if he's on drugs, on crack, it's your father. Never ever neglect your father. I say never ever neglect your father. Oh, can I stay here for a bit? Can I stay here for a bit? And now you are the breadwinner for the family. Now you have a few pounds. So you send money here and there. So you think you have the big mouth. Shut up. One curse from the village will attack you. Coming from far away. I don't mean to scare you. But how, how many remember Amagan? <laughs> who, who, who remembers Amagan here? Oh. Do you have to tell the story again? How many want to know about the story of Amagan? Once upon a time, there was this young man who was, who had traveled and prospered somewhere in America. And every time anything happens, they send Amagan a telegram, telegram, or email, send some money. Somebody's sick. Somebody's having a wedding. Somebody has died. Amaga never ever goes back home. Will send always. Will never send anything. Will never respond. They beg never. Then one day, Amaga died, and they brought Amaga to the village. They put a black and white suit on him. And they said that before we bury you, we have to have a meeting with you. So they made Amaga sit. The dead body was sitting. And the leader of the clan said, Amaga, when your, the family elder, he said, when your sister died, did you come? Amaga was 
When your uncle died, did you come? When your nephew died, did you come? When we asked you for money, did you send? Then the elder of the community called one of the macho men that come and give him ten slaps. <laughs> so they give uh, the dead cops, they give him pow, and then I'm going to go. They give another one, they go. They give another one. Then another, they gave the very, the very powerful one. Then he went like that. Then some Amaga, mega dodge, mega dodge. Don't dodge. Don't think that you can dodge this slap. You've been dodged. You think you can dodge this one? No, 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 no. You have to take the slap. So don't think you can dodge some things because you are independent. Am I, I, I talking to somebody? Honor. I said honor. Oh, don't start. Honor. So you can prolong your life. Let's go back to our scripture. They left him on the chair. Go, go, go back to Proverbs. Uh, I'll tell you the, the rest of the story later. But don't become a maga. Uh, verse 3. We are on verse 3. Let not mercy and truth forsake you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablets of your heart. So, and so find favor and high esteem in the sight of God and man. Hallelujah. Look, look at the, the King James Version with me. He says that it will give you honor before God and before man. He says, so thou shalt favor and thou shalt find favor and good understanding in the sight of what? God and man. If you honor wisdom, you have favor with God and with man. How many want favor with God and man? See, when a man favors you, your destiny will change. When God favors you, it's even better. Yeah, a man can say, I have, I have appointed you, managing director. Your, your, your life has changed. Do you think that the person who is appointed is appointed because they are the best candidate? No. It's the one who got the favor. Hallelujah. The one who had favor is the one who is put the scripture on. Hallelujah. The one who had favor, I'm talking to you, you're looking somewhere else. What scripture did you? Sometimes. Okay. <laughs> uh, what scripture are we on? Proverbs 3, 4. Find favor. Look at Proverbs 8.33 to 35 with me. It says, hear instructions and be wise. Do not disdain it. Blessed is the man who finds, who listens to me, watching daily at my gates, waiting at the post of my doors. For whoever finds me finds life and obtains favor from the Lord. Hallelujah. 
whoever finds me finds what? Life. Life and obtains favor from God. When you find wisdom, you find life and you find favor from God. Hallelujah. That's why you must seek after godly wisdom. Amen. Because favor will change you. You, Somebody may read your script. This script deserves fail. But some reason they say, I've passed you. It is not all about hard work. It's not all about being clever. It's not all about doing so much. All it takes is favor. How many have been favored before? You knew you didn't qualify, but the favor found you. You knew you don't deserve it. You don't deserve all that you have. But favor will find you. When you seek godly wisdom, favor from God and favor from man will come to you. Hallelujah. Bible say, and Jesus, the boy Jesus, grew in the favor uh, with God and with man. So men favored him. God also favored him. Hallelujah. Amen. I pray that you find favor with God. Amen. Amen. Five. Where, where are we? Proverbs three, is it? Verse five. verse five. Yeah, Proverbs three, verse five. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not. On your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge wisdom, and He will direct your path. Wisdom will give you access to walk right. Amen. How many know that planes have a directed path? When they are taxiing, you see somebody there doing like that, isn't it? Then you see them coming to that place. Directed path. You see, when your paths are directed, you go to the right place. When your paths are not directed, you end up wherever you end up. Wisdom will direct you to the right place. Amen. Look at Proverbs 4, 27 with me. It says that do not turn to the right nor to the left. Remove your foot from evil. Hallelujah. Stay on course. Stay on course. Because when you remove your foot, you are going into evil. Amen. Stay in the word of God. Amen. Isaiah 26 verse 3 says that you will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you. Because his mind is on God, he will be kept in perfect peace. Hallelujah. Amen. Paul says in Ephesians that walk circumspectly. Ephesians 5 says, walk circumspectly, not at fools, but as wise children, rightly dividing the word of truth. Walk, being, being circumspect in your thinking that you don't walk as fools. You don't be drunk with wine wearing its excess, but you fill yourself with spiritual songs, with hymns, with psalms. Because when you do that, you walk right. When you do that, you, your path will be ordered. The path of a righteous man are ordered by God. 
Are you with me? Because your paths are directed, it's ordered, so you know that you won't make a mistake. Because before the, see, God sees the end from the beginning. So God has already seen where you are going to go. He says that this place has a manhole here. This has a cliff, so don't go here. Go there. Have you ever been on a road diversion before? And it's diverted in a way, very, very strategic, to take you to your destination. It will bring you to the expected end. Just follow. If you don't follow the direction, you end up somewhere. Amen. Stop following your own ways. Your own path. Listen, none of us are wiser than God. You may be smart, but you can never be smarter than God. Am I talking to somebody? You are not wiser than God. So stay on course. Amen. Am I talking to somebody? What number was that? Three. Number three. Number four. Let's go back to our scripture. So you see, every even number, it gives you what it is. So one to two, it tells us. Two to three, four, it tells us. Four to six. Five to six. So we are number five, isn't it? So three verse five. Huh? Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart Kira's favorite verse. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. It will be health to your flesh and strengthen your bones. Favor, wisdom will give you good health. Oh, I don't know whether you got it. Wisdom will bring your health, it will bring you health and nourishment to your bones. In 3 John chapter 2, the Bible says that, Beloved, I wish above all things, or I pray about all things, that thou mayest prosper and be in good health, even as your soul prospers. You see, your good health is linked to the prosperity of your soul. Uh, am I talking to somebody? Your good, good health is linked to the prosperity of your spirit man. And if your spirit man can only prosper when it's fed the wisdom of God. So, wisdom of God, good health, strength is linked. Hallelujah. Yeah. Like they were saying that they have now discovered that when you fast, it... It detoxes you and improves. Every dying cell is replenished when you fast. I could have saved them the time of research, money, and time if they had read Isaiah 58. See that, is this not the fast that I have ordained? That you will deal your bread to the poor. For in it, it will give you length of day. It will, your health will spring forth. The last verse, and your health will spring forth speedily. The last scripture, it says that when you fast, your health will spring forth speedily. The research they did says that after the research they paid professors to do, they realized that when you fast, you, your health will be improved. If they had read the Bible, they would have seen it. Hallelujah. It's taking the world how many years to discover something that God wrote about 6,000 6, years before, before now. Hallelujah. Am I talking to somebody? Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy chapter 7 verse 12. Deuteronomy chapter 7 verse 12. 
Then it shall come to pass. Because you listened to this judgment and keep and do them. That the Lord your God will keep with you the covenant and the mercy which he swore to your fathers. He will love you and bless you and multiply you. He will also bless the fruit of your womb and the fruit of your land and your grain and your new wine and your oil. The increase of your cattle, the offspring of your flock. The, in the land of which he swore to give to you, swore to your fathers to give to you, he you shall be blessed above all peoples, and the, there shall not be male or female barren among you or among your livestock. Can you see that? That the Lord will take away from you all sickness. Somebody say all sickness. All sickness. And all afflictions, and will afflict you. With none of these terrible diseases of Egypt, which you have known, but you, but will lay to them, lay them to all those who hate you. Amen. So when you have wisdom, when you go after wisdom, when you obey the word of God, when you obey God, he says that he will take away sicknesses from you. Terrible diseases diseases from you. Research has been done that the average Christian Less healthier. The average, the average Christian. Christian. One day, I sent some my church members somewhere in the middle of the night. They were coming. They went to London. They were returning back to Birmingham. It was around 3 a.m. And they had an accident because the driver was sleeping. So they, had an, they hit the middle, you know, the bollard. They hit and then they span round. So the ambulance came. And all the people were asleep. So when they had an accident, they all woke up and everything. So when they woke up, the ambulance came and took their high blood pressure and all that. When they finished, the ambulance man says that, I have never in all my 36 years of experience checked five people in a car accident and found all five so healthy as you. Five. All my 36 years of experience. Christians, they went for a meeting, they were coming back and had an accident. Go check them out. They pause everything. Say, you are fit. Very, very fit. Check, check, check. You are fit. Very, very fit. You are fit. Very, very fit. You are fit. Very, very. Randomly, if you take five people, you won't get all of them. Randomly, randomly, randomly. On the streets. There is a secret about obeying God. Hallelujah. There is a secret about coming to church and hearing the word of God. Yeah. It, 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 listen, it, it, it releases some enzymes inside of you. Wow. Oh, I don't know whether you understand. It releases, just worship alone releases a certain enzyme that takes away stress. You go to the disco and dance, you won't get the same. Preach, pastor, preach. You won't get the same. You know, you lift up your hands as you are worshiping and singing. There are some hormones that have been released, some enzymes that have been released. It distresses you. By the time you, how many have come to church stressed and you went home, you're feeling very relieved. Even even physically, it releases some enzymes in you. There is a secret about obeying God. I said there is a secret about serving God. Hallelujah. The world doesn't know it. 
The world cannot understand it. To them, it's foolishness. But for those who are being saved, Christ is the power and the wisdom of God. Put your hands together for the Lord. Hallelujah. What number are we on? Number five. Okay, we're going to five. So verse nine. Yeah, you're a good student. Three, nine, brother. Honor the Lord with your possessions and with the first fruits of all your increase. So your barns shall be filled with plenty and your vast will overflow with new wine. If you obey the voice of God and you obey the voice of wisdom and you give to God, wisdom will ensure, somebody say wisdom will ensure, that you become prosperous. Amen. Wisdom will ensure that you become prosperous. Deuteronomy 15, verse 10. You shall surely give to him, and your heart should not be grieved when you give to him. Because for this thing, the Lord your God will bless you in all your works and in all to which you put your hand. Amen. Amen. You see, when you give to God, you enter into a contract with God. I don't know whether you understand what I'm saying. Can, Can I say it again? When you give to God, you enter into a a covenant or a contract with God. And God has never ever disobeyed his covenant. So when he has a covenant, he will keep his end of the bargain. He says that the liberal soul shall be made fat. So when you give, he shall be given unto you. Amen. Amen. There is one that withholds and it turns to poverty. But there is one that scatters or gives and it becomes prosper, prosperity. Amen. It doesn't make sense. I said it does not make sense. The world system, when you give, you don't receive. They say, get all you can and can all you get. Put in a can and lock it. But how many know that the developed countries have understood the scripture? And so they're always giving. Do you know that America is one of the most indebted nations in the world? Owes trillions of dollars. Do you know what trillion is? Thousands and thousands of millions. Of billions. One thousand billion is a trillion. African countries owe billions, billions, about three, four billion, five billion. On average, uh, Zimbabwe owes about average about ten billion. Billions, billions. Just ten, not that much. But Zimbabwe has never given anybody anything. They are always rely on the donor partners to give. Are you with me? The one that owes trillions is always giving, and that is why they always have. Because when you give, you enter into a covenant. And God has to ensure that you always have to give. The water, the river or the land that gives is the land that receives. The water that is, it always has water to give. 
You see, as it's giving, it's receiving. As it's giving, it's receiving. And it's all watered around. It looks very nice. That's why you run and come and stay in a place like that. But the land which is always swallowing, they, 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 they budget with gifts from people. It's in the budget. The, the economic minister has put that we are going to spend $3 billion this year, but out of the $3 billion, $2 billion is going to come from donor partners. Can you imagine? It's like, I, I am budgeting for this, uh, my university uh, year, this year. I'm budgeting that hopefully I'll spend uh, 20000 15000 is coming from donor partners. And they never ever budget giving to other people. It's not in their budget. It's never ever in their budget. Always receiving. Always receiving. That is why they are always dry. Financially, they are dry. It's a desert everywhere. Because they don't give. They don't. You see, you don't have to be rich to give. Giving is an attitude. Giving is a wisdom principle that you, you have. Not that you have a lot of money. No, you don't. But you give. Because it is part of your psyche. It's part of who you are. To give. You are preaching. Hallelujah. When somebody asks you give, even if you don't, you are poor, yes, but share. Preach it. Hallelujah. Share what you are. Share the little. Oh, you come to church, they start talking about money. We want money for the... Then you, and the, the, the pastors are, are stealing the money. Have you not seen pastors' new shoe? Have you not seen pastors' new car? They are using the church money. It is not your problem. If the pastor is chopping the money, that's between him and his God. Are you three? But for you, just obey. Hallelujah. Because the blessing will come to you. Malachi chapter 3 verse, verse 10. When, when you give to, 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 to the house of God, you are not giving to a man. You are giving to God. And he says that bring all the tithes and offerings into my storehouse so that there may be food in my house. And try me, in this says the Lord, if I will not open the windows of heaven and pour you out the blessing. He didn't say I bring it to the pastor. The pastor is never in the equation. Hallelujah. Bring it to me. Bring it to my house. Let there be food in my house. Let my house be able to put light on. Let my house be able to have a, a, what do you call it? A nice atmosphere. Let my house be able to have, you know, have you seen we've done this nice thing? We are going to put a very nice, big, uh, what do you call it? Screen here. Do you know how much it's going to cost? It's about 30,000 pounds. Where's the money? Hallelujah. Come and stand here. May I have five pounds? The thing is 30,000. You are giving five pounds. You say you you have contributed. What have you contributed? Use that five pounds to do a 30,000 pounds worth of thing and see whether you get anywhere. I know what I'm talking about. We were buying this building. Say, let's give. Somebody bring five, three pounds fifty. <laughs> he has contributed towards the building. <laughs> Somebody brought an envelope. There was nothing in it. Came to put it here. Church project. Church project. Zero. Because everybody was writing. He also took an envelope and brought it. You think you are fooling God. Listen, uh, 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 me, I'll tell you, I, I'm not one pastor who will beg. That's why we don't do a lot of appeal for fans here. 
We don't do it because it's wisdom to give. Yeah. If you are wise, you give. If you don't want to give, I won't. it's not my plenty talk that will make you give. Yeah. Uh, uh, come, uh, I see, I see uh, uh, that I call your, your phone numbers. <gasps> yeah, the Lord said, go and two, bring. Two, you have uh, uh, 3,565 pounds, 20 pence in your account. Bring. God says, bring it. <gasps> yeah, look at something. <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah. By the grace of God, we don't do that here. It's wisdom to give. After all, this church is not in anybody's name. It's our church. When I'm writing my will, I don't add this building to my will. So when you give, you're not giving to me. I don't know whether you understand what I'm saying. When you give, you are not giving to me. So if you want to give, give. And you, you, you have been here. You know that this church, we don't take a, a, a money and not do anything with that thing. When we take the money, the next day you see what we have done with it. Because we, we count every cobble, every, every pound is counted. By the grace of God, every single cent is used and used properly and accounted for. If you like, one day, anytime, just go into the uh, office and say, I want to see all the accounts from the day the church started to now. They will show you. And it's your right to ask. I said, it is your right to ask because you want to know where your money is. You can ask. You can just go there. We'll show you. We'll show you every amount of money you have paid. And <laughs> every amount we don't, we'll show you. You're preaching, Pastor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> In case one day some spirit enters you and say you want to leave the church, so you want to collect all your money, you come. We'll give you to the last couple. We'll calculate it for you. How much you have you have paid? Oh yeah, everything is recorded. And also, how much electricity you use? No, no, we'll dash it to you. We'll dash it to you. All the the free heating and everything. We'll dash it to you. And the free blessing you have received, you. Hallelujah. Become a giver. The liberal soul shall be made fat. You see, when you give without expecting, you build into your account, godly account. You give. It, it builds into your godly account. You don't give to anybody. Hallelujah. It's wisdom to give. You know, one day I told my wife, if anybody asks you money, or anything, what you have, give them. Because for somebody to come and stand in front of you and ask, do you know the amount of shame, shame that they have had to swallow to come and stand in front of you and say, listen, I need help. And then you look at them, mm, I don't know. Some of us, we have that attitude. Anybody, before they finish, before they finish, yeah. Ah, if you had come early. Last week I had money. Ah. Next one, let's go quickly. Where are we? Six. Okay, let's hurry up my time. Where, where, where are we? What, what verse? Verse 11. Okay, let's go on quickly. My son, do not despise the chastening of the Lord, nor detest his correction. For whom the Lord loves, he corrects 
just as a father, the son in whom he delights. Amen. Amen. Wisdom will make you the beloved of the Lord. Wisdom will make you the beloved of the Lord. When God punishes, you see, God doesn't punish people he doesn't like. How many know that the parents who punishes the child is because they love the child? So they're always correcting. Every mistake you do, you're on your case. Every mistake you do, because they love you. Amen. If you want to spoil any child, you don't correct them. You leave them alone, isn't it? How many know what I'm talking about? And when you leave leave them, then they become spoiled. Hebrews 12.5. Hebrews 12.5. And you have forgotten the exhortation which speaks to you as a son. My son, do not despise the chastening of the Lord, nor be discouraged when you are rebuked by him. For whom the Lord loves, he chastens and scourges every son whom he receives. Amen. So when he receives you, he's going to... Do you know what scourging is? It's like a, a hot... You put something inside a hot thing, then it goes... Number seven. If you endure chastening, God deals, God deals with you as with sons. For what son is there among whom a father does not chasten? Can you imagine? But if you are without chastening, of which all have become partakers, then you are illegitimate, a bastard. Yay. And not sons. Next verse. Furthermore, we have had human fathers who corrected us and paid them respect. Shall we not much more readily be in subjection to the father of spirits and live? For they indeed for a few days, chasing us as seemed best to them, but he for our profit, that we may be partakers of his holiness. Now, to, no chastening seems to be joyful for the present, <laughs> but painful. You see, somebody said something. When I am beating my child, I am preventing my child from the pain the child will suffer in prison. Later in life. Are you with me? So when I neglect to correct my child and beat my child, I am only presenting my child to the prison officers. That's what the scripture is saying. Afterward, it yields it yields painfully. <laughs> Nevertheless, afterward, it yields the peaceable fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained by it. Amen. Therefore, strengthen the hand which hang down and the feeble knees. 13. And make straight paths for your feet so that what is lame may be may not be dislocated but rather be healed. Amen. Amen. You see, let how many have been to church? You came to church and the message was like, who? Today they whipped me. 
You felt beaten. It was painful. You read the word and it's like, mm, today, yeah, love it. <laughs> I said, love it. Ah. Ah. Uh, I was talking to uh, Shwanda, and Shwanda has gone to tell Pastor, and so today Pastor has come to preach with my message that I have three boyfriends. Those who have three boyfriends. You know, I know this Pastor. When he's talking to somebody on this row, he will look at that, this place and talk to somebody here. Then you know that he's talking to the person on that row. He, I know what he does. So that's why he's talking. The Bible says that a neck that is often reproof and stiff will suddenly be broken. And that one without any 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 repair, your neck is broken. Stop being stiff naked. Accept correction. Hallelujah. Accept rebuke. It is love. Amen. It will be joyful. It is love. See, I used to be very, as a pastor, I used to be very, very it's like I am punishing you, but I'm feeling the punishment more than you. Are you with me? I'm about to beat you, but uh, uh, oh, I'm sorry that I have to beat you. Uh, this will pain me more than to pain you. One day the Lord re- rebuked me on it. If you like, don't rebuke them and let them go to hell. It will be on your head. So I don't, I don't care <laughs> whether you're my friend or not. Whether you are my body, body, whether you are older than me or not, if I have to lash you, brother, you'll get a lash. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah. What number are we on? Six. Six. I think we should stop here. We'll continue next week. I didn't want to, but. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Rise to your feet. How many have learned something? What's the first benefit of wisdom? Number one is what? Long life. life. Number two? Favor and what? Hello? Favor with God and man. Number three? It will direct your path. Number four? It will bring good health. Number five? It will ensure that you prosper. Number six? It will make you the beloved of God. Hallelujah. 